Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man! And just like that, the Watching Comics Podcast is back, where we bring you the most trusted takes and opinions on the intersection of comic book entertainment hitting your screens, both big and small, because, well... It's the 21st century and watching comics is literally a thing. It's an exciting time to be alive, y'all. My name is Mitch. My co-host is Jake. And we're bringing you our conversations that we would have anyway. And we just plugged in some microphones and put it on the internet too, because two guys in a podcast, right? But I mean, we're a little, we're a little late on this particular one, but we've got to do it because this was a thing, especially if you're on the internet. This was definitely a thing. Jake, it's time again we have more lovely content to dish about with your guy. How excited are you? I am really psyched. I, you know, and the thing is like, it's interesting how I can simultaneously feel like, oh my gosh, we're finally getting a new Spider-Man thing. (laughs) And at the same time, right. No, but that's how I always feel. I'm like, oh, it's time. It's happening. But at the same time, it's like, well, sure. I mean, it's been six months. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, the, it's funny, it's they know where their bread is buttered, Marvel, Sony. And it's like for all of the success that all these other characters have, and rightly so, um, Spider-Man remains the most profitable superhero franchise in the world. On the globe, on, on the, the globe. whole planet. It's what prints the money. It's Spidey and then Batman and then the field. Um, and. Yeah, globally speaking, Spidey makes the money, man. And so Numbers they talk, know what they're doing. 60.5 million views on the trailer on Sony's YouTube channel so far. Mm-hmm. We're, a week, we're a week deep into this. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. And can I can I just get cynical for like one second? And then we can do it. clear out for you to James Harden on your guy. Please um, do. Yeah. I, I just find it funny that like on the Twitter verse, especially I live on Twitter a lot and, and our, our, our largest social media following is on Twitter and everything hit us up at watch comics pod. That's comics with an X at watch comics pod. Um, all anyone could talk about for like three or four months was when's the Spider-Man trailer coming out and it's not going to be in the front of this movie. Oh man, Spider-Man trailer, Spider-Man trailer, Spider-Man trailer. We finally got it. Everyone freaked out for 36 hours and now it's just like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it's like part, part of, I love the internet. I love that this is what we're doing. I love how we get to connect with really cool people. And I love that geek fandom has been a fixture of pop culture. All that is great. But some of the internet culture, I'm just like, God, man, we just suck. And some of it is like, we can't, we, we really can't appreciate when we finally get what we've wanted sometimes. And I'm like, we got what we wanted. Everyone wigged out for a day and a half. And it's like, okay, we're done talking about that thing now. And here we are a week behind on it. I don't even know if anyone's going to even listen to this episode. It's just like, well, dude, I watched that trailer a week ago. Let's stop talking about the movie now. No, I think that's exactly right. We are, we're very much, well, and you know, to be fair, it is just a trailer, but again, you mentioned it's a trailer dispro- that everybody wanted. That's just it. It's the and that's what that's what you bring up is the disproportionate, like freaking out for wanting the trailer, right? And the way that people uh, there, there's almost more frenzy for the trailer than there is for the film itself. 
it's because like, it's like what cell phones did to ruin concerts yes. where like you went to a concert and it was with your friends and it was the time of your life and then you got a cell phone and proving you went to the concert becomes more important than the concert because all you're doing <laughs> is holding your phone up to try to capture shitty footage of this concert that you're going to post to prove to everyone that you're there rather than actually sitting there and enjoying the moment and not worrying about anything else that's that's exactly right that's very well said yeah um so the whole thing is just kind of uh, yeah I, I think that you're right it's just there's so much fury for it so much just insanity it gets to a fever pitch and then it happens and we're on to the next shiny thing so you're absolutely right and i'm sorry i went a little existential here at the onset. no 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 welcome to the watching comics podcast <laughs> y'all if you're a first-time listener i sure hope you're still in it and it's still strapped in with us and if you're a returning listener this you get it (laughs) (laughs) here we go jake the spider-man no way home trailer it's here we've lived with it for about a week now um it's a thing and the rumors the cameos the casting the release dates the trilogy of it all the everything there's just so much about this movie that is going on i mean if there's one word we could use to describe it i think it would be extra so here it is jake you sat with this trailer for a few days now as Mm -hmm. the resident spider-man expert in, in, in this corner of the internet and this podcast take me through this here jake we're clearing out do it. The lane is yours. Walk me through how you're feeling about this movie now that you've actually seen footage. You know, I feel more excited now that I've seen it. Uh, that doesn't mean that I don't still have a couple of questions. And questions is my word because I don't want to say reservations or worries because I'm not worried about it. I have no reservations. I am wholeheartedly here for this film. Um, I do have a couple of questions remaining, but on the whole, I feel really good about it. Um, I think that, so I'm going to go into the comic C end of it. Do it, man. The, the the MCU continues this streak of adapting and redeeming some of the weirder or even outright bad comic books in Marvel's last couple of decades. Um, I know you don't care for the Civil War film, but I promise you it's better than the comic, right? And it's weird because, and I, I hope I'm not alienating anyone there. I, I People, we have at this- him, weird, he's at that Jake at that Owens. Jake Owens. And tell him, Civil War's the best thing ever. Well, here's the thing. Like, I don't know that a lot of people are going to fight me on that one. Maybe they are. And if they are, please do. Um, <laughs> do I have my thumbprint on the zeitgeist? No clue. I'm about to find, my, my mentions well, are going to blow up. Whenever I talk to people about Civil War, it's like we have this bizarre fondness for it while also acknowledging that it's a giant train wreck of a story. It's like Marvel's New 52. Yeah, yes. Oh, so exactly. That's really well said. Um, (laughs) In a lot of ways, you may have just written a dissertation for me. Um, There's your thesis. Um, (laughs) it's, It's basically one long character hit job on Tony Stark. All that to say, so of course, like the only way they could have chosen a more hated and bizarre, hard to adapt for the screen version of Spider-Man than the one they did is if they'd gone to the infamous 90s clone saga, um, which is the craziest 
like meta story in comics. Uh, I'm not going to dive into it here, but if you want to, you know, if you want to fall asleep sometime, you're having trouble sleeping, uh, tweet me and I'll just kind of, I'll call you and tell you the story and you can fall asleep to it because it's long. <laughs> um, and I know way more than I should, but, uh, because you're there, a fan, damn it. I, yes, <laughs> with everything that entails. Um, so it looks like they're adapting the one more day storyline where, in the comics after civil war spidey's identity was out to the public and rather than dr strange he made a deal with mephisto the marvel comics stand-in for satan and uh but you know he was created during the era of the comics code authority so wink wink he's an extra dimensional entity he's not satan um, but 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 with a name like Mephisto, which clearly is a lineage from right. Mephistopheles, right. which is from the the Faust storyline or the play from Christopher Marlowe, Doctor Faustus, like yeah, that's that's not a thing. We're not going to connect those dots. It's I love I love. There's another way. If you need to fall asleep, ask me to tell you about the Comics Code and ways it was defied. Um, <laughs> and so all that to say. <laughs> One more day is garbage. It's terrible. And I'm not trying to say anything controversial. So let's there. make it a movie. Right. But the thing is, I think it's going to work because it plays into this new multiversal aspect of the MCU. It's making Spider-Man your, your flagship character in some ways for that. Um, you know, he's going to be the first to really dive deep in a film into the multiverse and what that means and looks like it's also going to help resolve some of the insane aspects of the sony marvel contract and it's going to be one of the strangest and hopefully best examples strangest of meta story pun hey, hey, hey. of meta storytelling we've ever seen right and That's i'm really scary. intrigued okay okay yeah. well, you know what you own it own it you you're on yeah. that corner good for you good for you so um, am i am i gathering that you're not as psyched as i am not no i'm not I'm sorry <laughs> i this trailer was a very interesting experience it may be one of the only times where i had a fist pump moment and a face palm moment in the in the same two and a half minute span like i don't know jake oh <sighs> I don't, I don't want to be contrarian and I don't want to be quote unquote film bro, <laughs> but I'm having a hard time getting excited with the more and more they do with the Holland edition of Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming, I think is top three Spider-Man movies in the canon. It's that good. It's absolutely incredible. But you also know what? That was the movie as I'm... Uh, definitely compared to far from home and what appears to be compared to no way home homecoming is probably going to be the one where spider-man gets the most agency i i've said it before on this podcast far from home was cool in the semblance of it gave us jake gyllenhaal's mysterio loved that the whole five minutes they gave him and I was not happy that they just made a two hour and 15 minute movie be a requiem to Tony Stark after we just got done watching <laughs> Endgame. And here we have Spider-Man No Way Home, where it's more of the same thing. And I'm not really wild about that. I'm not wild about how are we really just going to make the Holland Spider-Man movies about pinning him 
to someone else as a primary character? Are we, or I have no idea how long Dr. Strange is going to be in this movie, but if we're just judging the trailer in a vacuum, Dr. Strange is going to be in this movie a lot. And this trailer felt an awful lot like this was just laying rail for the next Dr. Strange movie, which I'm excited for. But I, I call me old fashioned. I'd like a Spider-Man movie to be a Spider-Man movie and call me old fashioned. I would really like for, I'm going to shout out our buddy, Dennis, friend of the podcast, Dennis, you know who you are, buddy. He tweeted about this earlier and we were DMing on this on Instagram earlier. I would love for Spider-Man to wear an actual suit. I just, I don't know, Jake, I, I'm not, I'm a little apprehensive about this trailer, seeing where they're going and they're not leaning into what makes Spider-Man great. And that, that bothers me. And I want to be really, really excited. Um, so that's, that's my initial take. We can talk about some of the other details here in just another minute, but like, that's, that's my big piece, which is I want a Spider-Man movie to be a Spider-Man movie. And I feel like far from home was a missed opportunity more than it wasn't. And if we're judging this trailer at face value, which I know it's not everything, but it's a podcast. I'm trying to keep things interesting and give people something to be mad at and be mad at me. If we're judging this trailer in a vacuum, I'm looking at this and going like, this feels more like a setup movie or a non-Spider-Man movie. And, and I'm just not, that doesn't get me as excited as I want to be. No, I can see that. And, you know, it, it's interesting because I both absolutely agree with what you're saying and don't know that it bothers me enough to take me out of it. Fair. Like, I guess, you know, because I don't want to negate what you're saying. I, I do think that I, I think that what we're seeing, because I've had a lot of time to sit with this and think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really interesting exercise to do a trailer reaction a week after it drops. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're well, probably guess, going to be a whole lot more like methodical about stuff rather than we watched this yesterday. Holy you, crap. You're giving me so much more benefit of the doubt than I deserve. Cause I guess what I meant by that was over the last 35 years, I pondered Spider-Man a lot. Oh, well, um, and <laughs> I, you know what, in thir- in a 35 year span, I, there's probably very few people that have pondered Spider-Man more. And, and, and that's not a slight, I say you no. wear that as a badge of honor. I absolutely do. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, you got to own it. Um, you are who you are. Don't try to change me. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, no, I, I guess as I've thought through this, part of it is, I think that meta storytelling element that I alluded to a minute ago mm-hmm. in that I think that Marvel is in a weird position with Spider-Man because Sony, Sony still got half of it. And as we saw a while back, could at any moment pull the plug, right? And Sony... And also, the 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 moments of brilliance are few and far between compared yes. to the moments of, oh no. Yes. With Sony. And, and that's just it. Like, you're working with a really... Like, Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse is an aberration, right? Yes. Like- that's just... It's the exception, <laughs> not the rule. And... And you're working with Sony with a really, frankly, volatile business partner that has not shown themselves to have any clue what they're doing. Mm-mm. Like at any given moment, they could blow this whole thing up and start insisting that they're going to make a Craven the Hunter franchise again. Well, they're they're um, gonna they're gonna try. They're certainly they're trying their try. best. I mean, they they Jared, 
they cast Jared Leto as Morbius. God, Mobius. Uh, and that's just it. There, and so you've got this really weird business partner in Sony that is temperamental, a little bit emotionally unstable. You know, it's it's kind of like going into business with your high school buddy that needed a job. Um, oh, like the movie and, War Dogs. <laughs> and I, you know, I didn't see it, so I it's, can't it's comment pretty good. on that. Anyway, keep, keep and going. I, I've never gone into business with a high school buddy, so you but, know why? Um, because you're intelligent. Well, so, but it feels like, you know, it almost, but I have known people that it feels like the MCU is thriving and they kind of looked over at their unemployed bud Sony that they go out for drinks with once in a while and talk about the good old days. And they're like, all right, yeah, you can be VP and uh, associate producer, associate producer. They're like, I've got this startup and we need a guy to do some things. Yes. And, but you, you don't, that being said, you don't put that guy's name on the lease, right? And exactly. you don't trust them with everything. So here, all this is my and, weird and it's, roundabout. And it's super ironic that they ended up falling backwards into the most valuable right? property. <laughs> that's exactly like if, the, right. if this was literally any other superhero or vigilante that's not named Batman or Superman, we would be sitting here thinking like, eh. They'd have, they'd have done Sony. what they tried. They'd have done what they did with the X-Men and they'd have basically written them out of the comics for 10 years and then turned around and bought the the characters back when they had reduced their value enough. Exactly. And I mean, but Marvel but, spent but, but they're but they're playing with, but they're playing with the most valuable property now and so now Exactly. Now we care and literally every single piece of news that drops about anything that's adjacent to this property, we all collectively hold our breath and go, "Oh my god." <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly right. And so all of this is my roundabout way of saying, I don't think that Marvel as a company is comfortable. And I have no reason for this other than what I see on screen. I don't think they're comfortable letting a movie right now be just Spider-Man. And I think they feel like it has to become super connected and grounded in the rest of the MCU and at all times deeply relate. So, so you know, uh, Homecoming is his introduction as the protege of Tony Stark. No Way Home, they used the character as their send-off for the first three eras of Marvel, or first three phases. It was kind of their, their final bow, right? And so they said, we've got Spider-Man, who's a guaranteed cash cow. We can't just do a Spider-Man movie with no connection because if we do, Sony's going to blow the whole project up on us one day. So why don't we use Spider-Man to do our Requiem for Tony Stark? And now you've got, we're back in the same position. Sony tried to run away with the with every, you know, they tried to take the books and run out in the middle of the night and start their own business and then realize they don't know how that's done. And so they came back and they signed a deal for more movies, but Marvel is not going to fall for it. So I feel like they're almost looking around and saying, okay, this time let's use him to introduce this, this multiverse concept. And I feel like because of the nature of the business deal, Spidey has been, and I don't want to say reduced that I don't like the movies, but Spidey's been in some ways reduced to a plot device he's a, that's rather exactly, than I, a character. I was sitting here thinking like he's a plot device, which it's like the most overqualified plot device ever. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, I, I, 
and, and it's frustrating because I, and, and, and maybe I should clarify, like, I think Far From Home is a really good movie. Like there are droves of IP based movies that would give a, an organ, a vital organ <laughs> to be as good as that movie. Right. Yes. And, 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 and I'm sure this movie, worst case scenario, this movie is that. Worst case yeah. scenario, this movie is a B minus. Like I, I recognize that, but maybe Marvel spoiled me, and maybe it's just because of the value of Spider Man that I just, I get a little bit frustrated with some of that. Where but, I'm like, just let Spider Man be. Sp-. But there's that's a, just it. There's nothing there's wrong with to, wanting that. There's not. I don't think so. And there, but there's a way to let Spider Man be Spider Man and still have him carry chips to the MCU. I, I frankly would be because per- here's the thing spidey interacts with other marvel heroes in the comics but at the same time you know homecoming ended on this note that felt really authentic to the character to me where he turned down being an avenger mm-hmm. and said i'm gonna be the friendly neighborhood spider-man you know one of one of the original and then the next two movies are all about him being an avenger right <laughs> the original spider-man crossover that i can think of is him failing to join the Fantastic Four, right? Like he's he's had this entire career of being, you know, not quite a respected member of the superhero community, almost, but not quite. And they, they mess with that sometimes because that's comics continuity, but that's sort of the heritage. And there's no reason in my mind, as not a billionaire filmmaker, there's no reason in my mind why Spidey couldn't be kind of just in a vacuum we can reference the mcu he shows up for the avengers movies to lend a hand but it's mostly off on its own why why can't he get from from that sort of standpoint not tone but that sort of standpoint why can't he get the deadpool treatment i feel do you feel like we're we've reached the tipping point with the mcu where keeping track of what's canon and what's not and the continuity has become almost a sacred cow and that to let something be off on its own like that in some ways they're they're still deeply committed to the phases and 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 let me preface everything with the concept of if anybody can land this plane and land it well it's feige squad okay like and and so i'm not i'm not casting doubt over that but what you're bringing up also speaks to my other apprehension about this movie which i'm sure is probably somewhat of yours too which is like my only other apprehension is this this movie is flirting with this movie is flirting with being more gimmick than delivery Mm. in, in the concept of all the cameos, all the Spider-Man, all the villains, all the multiverse, everything, everything like that, right? And now we, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm not saying this is what we're going to yeah, have because yeah. as I said before, if anyone can land this plane, it's Marvel. Hear me, people. But, but Jake, this is not the first, nor is it the second time we will have potentially seen a Spider-Man trilogy or would-be trilogy either get derailed or swing in a miss because of overpacked. It's been stuffed mm. too much. Right. And as excited as I was to hear Willem Dafoe's green goblin cackle, I was legitimately, I gasped y'all. Okay. I was friggin' excited for that because give me all the Willem. And of course, 
with the Alfred Molina cameo, I'm not made of stone. Of course I cheered, <laughs> right? But there's a difference between having a cool fanboy moment in a trailer like that in a vacuum and then recognizing the terrain and looking at it from a storytelling standpoint and be like, oh man, they're, they're really flirting with, with kitschy concept an awful lot. They're playing with fire. Now, if anyone can land this plane, I'm going to say it for a third time. It's Marvel. I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if it's going well. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot going on here, Jake. And I also would not, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if this movie is fantastic, but I also would not be surprised if we're sitting here going, huh, was that closer to Spider-Man 3? There's a, there's a proud, there's a not so proud history in comic book movies of overstuffing sequels. Mm. And the the threat is that you stuff it with so many characters people were demanding that you lose track of your actual characterization mm-hmm. and you don't do any real story or character work, right? It just becomes a yeah. series of Gosh, it becomes a, good, a series of special guest stars. It's a great way to put that because I'm I'm more here we are talking about story in a comic book movie, but like <laughs> I'm like what if Jake it two and a half minutes is all we have to go off of. But with those two and a half minutes, this feels plausible. What if at the end of this, we're looking at this movie and going, huh, that was entertaining, but really all we got was an introduction into the multiverse. Why did I spend two hours and 20 minutes in that? Like it's, it's not hard to make the case now that what, what if we go down that pathway of like, they didn't develop the character. They didn't move the story along. We caught, we saw some cool cameos and then we defeated those cameos. And then we still got nothing new except for the new Dr. Strange movie is going to do multiverse stuff, which we already knew because of the title of the movie. So I don't, that's, that's the bleak version. And I I feel like all I'm doing is bringing this down, bring this home, Jake. Well, okay. So let's, uh because I could keep going on some of that. Um, Let's talk about what to like about it. Um, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, Willem Dafoe, and Alfred Molina. I I mean, man, I love that. Let's also discuss. Can we just call that the Holy Trinity? Can we just do that? Pretty, pretty easily. We can. Um, (laughs) My hot streak is alive. It looks like they're going sinister six on us. Um, Well, Because they announced that Craven movie. right well okay so that's the thing is he in this is that because i didn't i don't know if he's in this but they announced a craven movie is in the in the works isn't it yeah i believe so um i honestly i'm gonna be honest i kind of tune out announcements about strange superfluous spider-man characters getting solo films yes sony doing anything um except the problem is is we live in we live in the venom verse now so like anything's possible I honestly forgot that Mobius was just a few months away from release until you said something. Freaking Mobius, um, man. Does anyone want to see that movie? I'm sorry. I'm turning into everything we say we're not going to. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's valid. You're you're asking the right question. And and at least on this podcast, the answer is no. Um, <laughs> but all that aside, um, I'll tell you what I like. Um, I like that they're making the effort to redeem the the brand new day story uh Mm. i hope that i hope it resolves differently i hope it resolves better i hope that it earns the emotional moments that brand new day tried to do 
um, because Brand New Day ultimately was what we fear this might be, ironically, and it was just a plot device um, because Marvel had decided that a married Spider-Man didn't work. So it was all to erase. Um, Here's the thing. Here's what I really, here's what I really hope. All right. Cause I, like I said, I'm enjoying these movies and homecoming top tier Spider-Man movie. Okay. But if we look at this, Tom Holland, who fits this character really well and is a classically trained theatrical actor and dancer, and is just incredibly talented, right? We have Tom Holland, Emmy award winner and um, multi-talented artist Zendaya. Zendaya. How do you say it? Zendaya. Um, I think it's Zendaya, but Zendaya, but we, uh, don't quote me. I'm not we, of the uh, generation. We've got her, and then we had Academy Award nominee Michael Keaton. We've had Academy Award winner, well, Academy Award nominee Jake Gyllenhaal, and Academy Award winner Marissa Tomei. Right? Like we've got all of the all of these anchors and all of this wild, ridiculously awesome talent. What I don't want is to be sitting at the end of the trilogy and feeling like we we didn't take advantage of everything that we had. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to turn this into, I'm, I'm so psyched for this movie and I don't want to lose that in this. Absolutely. But I do want to say that someday, some incarnation of Spider-Man on film, we're going to get a team, a creative team that knows how to balance the humor with the tragedy of Spider-Man and knows how to present a character that that humor is both him, his insecurity and his strength. Mm. And it's going to show that Spider-Man is at his best when he's at his worst and that things are darkest is when that character becomes the least dark and somebody is so going Spider-Man to understand too. all of that. Well, hear, hear me out. Someone's going to understand all of that and give us Craven's last hunt Ooh. on film. This isn't day. the first time you've mentioned this, but it's it's good. It's good. Oh, and it's it, it'd be tricky to adapt to screen for so many reasons. First one being that the superhero loses. Um, but that kind of a story, man, that give me that. But anyway, you know, one question I have about this and not a negative question, but I'm intrigued to see there's something they're not telling us. Yeah. And that is, who's our villain? Because it can't if you just watch be that, Molina and Defoe. That's just it. If you watch that trailer, it looks like Alfred Molina is your, your primary villain and Defoe's in it. But here's the deal. There's a lot of questions have been raised online about is that really Dr. Strange? I was just about to say, can we go full Reddit and do Dr. Strange conspiracy theories? Well, so here's the thing. Everybody's jumping to Hall still out there. It's Mysterio. I agree. I agree. Oh, no. What if it's what if it's exactly who everybody's been looking for all year in every Marvel thing? And it's Mephisto like it was in the comics. Mm hmm. I mean, what if this is the Mephisto entrance? And I, if, it I, is, if it is, then bravo. And I recant everything that I have said in the last 20 and, minutes. And what if, what if Mephisto is the villain bringing together the Sinister Six to torment Peter Parker, right? 
And what if it's let's screw up the multiverse? Have so you know because Mephisto's motivations shift depending on who's writing him, and sometimes it's this deeply calculating villain, and other times it's I just felt like screwing with this superhero today. <laughs> but what what if this is all a plot? Now I don't know that I think that's the direction they're going, but I'm just shocked that nobody is really pushing that hard on Reddit. When in every single Marvel property for the last 12 months, they've been like, look, that right there, that's Mephisto in disguise. And suddenly this one, where it would be so easy, they're like, no, that's definitely Mysterio. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope it's not Mysterio. I hope Mysterio is in it because I really, I I know a lot of people didn't. I liked Gyllenhaal's Mysterio a lot. I thought Um, Gyllenhaal nailed it. I just didn't think they, they, they really capitalized on what they had with him. Yes. Because they were, they were too focused on the Tony Stark of it all rather than just giving us a Spider-Man Mysterio movie. Agreed. But what I hope is that Mysterio's in it, but that that's not Mysterio posing as strange. I hope I'm just curious about, normally who's the villain is one of the top conversations with a spider-man flick and somehow that conversation's not happening here and i'm very curious to see what are they not telling us is there a big shock in store for this film that they're just kind of letting it simmer and we're going to find out in the theater. Is there some I think, giant? I think you're coming? onto something, and that's the big caveat. Whenever we do any trailer reaction, especially when we're talking about a Marvel property, which is the concept of like we're not seeing everything. And Marvel, if anything, is one of the few studios left that won't spoon feed you everything in a trailer anymore. So I recognize that, and I think you're right on the money, Jake. And again, proves that you're the the, the profit out of the two of us. But I'm just going to say this right now. Give us toe for grace or we riot. (laughs) Why would you do that? That's a joke, everybody. What if all of the, so have you seen all of the speculation about who's the, uh, who's the mystery? It's like a hulking strong character in there. And there's people speculating it might be Venom and people who think that the lizard is coming back. Um, What, what if that's toe for grace is Venom in there? Dude, you know what? (laughs) Probably would be better than Tom Hardy's Venom. I don't know. I like the visuals. I liked the visuals on Tom Hardy's Venom. Jake almost choked on his drink right there. Well, no, I was in the middle of the drink. I, um, I don't know. I, hmm, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from there with the, I don't know. I still land on Venom's movie was style over substance and I'll take that style for that character. I think Venom would have been better off if they would have leaned into what they actually ended up with rather than telling us it was something else and just said, you know what? We made plan nine from outer space, but with a lot more money. And I'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. If it was like a B-level horror movie and we could have just treated it like Rocky Horror Picture Show or something, <laughs> I would have I would have been all on board with that. And then they missed their golden opportunity with the second one, which was to turn it into a rom-com between Eddie Brock and the symbiote. But <laughs> they didn't ask me to be in the writer's room. Um, okay, so here's the deal with Spider-Man. I, I've got I've to say something positive about this. Otherwise, I feel like I'm just going to be that guy. I kind of alluded to this earlier. I don't think this movie's going to be bad. I think worst case scenario, this movie's pretty good. And that's a great spot to be sitting at. We're in great hands with Marvel at the end of the day. Sony's the weird cousin that shows up to the family um, reunion <laughs> drunk, but it's fine. You know, raisins in the potato salad. That's right. Raisins in the potato salad. But here's the thing. 
John Watson knows what he's doing. Like yeah. he he's proven that he knows how to capture action sequences to a vibrant and highly entertaining degree that still breaks free from the paint by numbers mold, but doesn't make you feel disoriented. That's ultimately what you want from stuff like this. Right. And that's ultimately why I trust Watts with the fantastic four property too, because I'm like, at the end of the day, I know that the beats are going to make sense. The tone is going to be consistent. It's not going to feel disjointed and the big set pieces are going to land. And honestly, bare minimum those things we need to have in order for a movie like this to be good so i i feel like we're i feel like the deck is stacked for it to be a successful movie no matter what and we're going to be wildly entertained no matter what i just want this movie to be really good and um that's the big question mark at the end of everything i i will also say and i agree with everything you said um i will also say i'm excited that that peter's being vilified and that the world is turned against him fair yeah now that his identity is out because that's let's play with I, that angle for a change well yeah because it feels like it feels like sometimes we don't dwell on this part of spider-man where generally speaking he has trouble keeping the public on his side mm-hmm. and there's been the comics this is his come, dark night moment he's not the hero we deserve well, but the hero we need you know, the comics have come tantalizingly close to exploring that in some real depth in the last few years. And then they always shy away at the last minute. I'd love because he's to pee. see. Well, that's just it. Like, I'd love to see a modern writer really dig into that choice between is the, you know, is the public right or wrong? Like, may, maybe what if we dug into instead of just, oh, they've been misled what if what the public wants isn't what's right, you know? And what if Spider-Man be, is doing the right be, thing? It'd be oddly relatable to an well, awful lot of our re- real life right now. That's just it. And what if it's they like, just went straight anarchy and got someone like Chuck Palahniuk to come in and write that? <laughs> Stop it. Well, they, they need, they, that's a bad example, but they, they, they need... They need they need the Quentin Tarantino version of comic book writers to come in and say, I don't give a shit about that. We're going nihilistic so we can really lean into this concept of the character that we've never explored before. Let's do this thing. Yeah. And they've again, like I said, it's gotten close lately, but I'd love to see someone explore that more. Like what if what if mob rule is not the answer? (laughs) and and what if spidey has to kind of deal with hey you know it would be nice if people didn't hate me for saving their lives but on top of that there's this and i don't know but i am excited to see them kind of getting back to the roots in that sense and leaning into the whole jj jameson turning the world against him um that's exciting for me so Mm -hmm. well jk simmons in arguably the most perfect comic book Mm. movie casting of all time doing more of that is exactly what the universe needs okay and also i'm weirdly sad about the flap top being gone like and i i far be it from me to complain about the return of simmons i i i'm this is splitting hairs literally but I, um, <laughs> I, I miss the flat. Welcome top. to our special segment, Hair Talk with Jake and Mitch, two bald guys. <laughs> okay, here's, here's the question that's kind of unrelated and is going to hijack the podcast. Here you go. You ready? Do it. 
which is more disappointing? J. Jonah Jameson no longer having the flat top or every photo we have seen so far of the Robert Pattinson Batman suit. (laughs) You hate that suit so much. How can anyone take that suit seriously for the love? I'm not saying it's awesome. I'm that's not my point. I just love your hatred for it. (laughs) I can't. You hate that suit maybe, so much. I think maybe my hatred for it is amplified by any time a new image is released of it. Everyone online just goes nothing but respect for my Batman. And I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a I think it's the collar that fascinates me and the trash bag cape. And and the the cowl that looks like it was fashioned out of like a bike helmet. <laughs> oh man, okay. I've I've officially derailed the podcast. No, it's okay. I was trying to come up with a witty way to connect it to Spider Man, and I don't have one. Um, yeah, I I think that No Way Home. My one last thought on it that title right like we're gonna get some sort of a resolution we don't expect here they're not gonna put a bow on everything is it possible this thing ends with tom holland's peter in another universe it's got to be some sort of cliffhanger ending right if you're if you're tying it to the title and we're playing with the multiverse right it's the concept of everything that you thought was once normal before you can't attain that again it's going to be some sort of feeling we're going to have at the end of the movie right it's got to be, there's got to be an, like, it's got to end with him in either a different universe Purgatory. or, well, <laughs> to, to your point. If Tannen's alternate 1985. <laughs> well, I think what if the after credit scene is uh, Eddie Brock is doing a story on him, like Tom Hardy, you know, they're going to tie it in. You know that Sony is trying to get Sony uh, is trying desperately to withdraw from the most profitable deal they've ever made. They I are hate, desperate. And I hate and I hate they Sony. Desperate to get out of this thing and you know that this is going to end with Eddie Brock walks in and is like, "Hey, can I interview you for the paper or whatever?" and um, worst journalist ever. Can we <laughs> Can we just create a universe where Sony gets to still do Spider-Verse stuff, but all other Spider-Man properties are handed over to only Marvel? Can we just like... I mean, you're talking about an ideal scenario where they they retain animation rights and give back the rest. Um, Anyway, I I hate (laughs) I hate your end credit scene and I hate that you're probably right. I was going to say, do you hate it because it's accurate and because yes, I hate they're it. filming it as we speak? I hate it because you're accurate. God, man. <laughs> Gotta ruin. Why does Sony, Sony, the turd in the punch bowl? Um, <laughs> man, I, I promise listeners, I'm looking forward to this movie. <laughs> I'm just not like amped. <laughs> I really feel like I dropped the ball on this episode. No, I don't think you did. I think, but here's the thing. I think that you raised valid questions about it. No, I, I think you're less alone than you think. And I think that you're raising valid questions about it. 
Um, I no, I, I think you're you're on point with some of this stuff. I and like I said, I don't sit here and disagree with any of your takes. I think I'm just more easily pleased when it comes to Spider Man. Like, fair. I think that. Fair. And, that, and maybe that, that's just part of the fandom because I'd probably be doing the same thing if this was a Superman movie. Well, and, and it's, you know, I can sit here and I can say objectively, yeah, like I, I wish Pete had his own agency and, you know, like I'm cool with the one movie about him being mentored. That was fun. But now let's move on from that. <laughs> and but, third, you know, time. Of, third but, time. But again, we talked about on what I think of as my audition for this podcast um, when I guested on your old podcast, we talked about homecoming. One of my things, I remember being so proud that I researched this and everything. Um, one of my things with it was like, I like what they did, but I'm also exhausted by the insistence that Peter Parker stay trapped in high school forever mm-hmm. because those aren't his most interesting stories because it was maybe what, like 12 issues of all time of the mainstream amazing Spider-Man is all that he's in high school. Yeah. But we have this fascination for some reason. There's it's that this... universal cinematic appeal. The, yeah. the, com- the coming of age right. um, era. But he's is... come of age twice and he's about to do it a third time. Like yeah. at some point. And that was the thing that I really loved about the Raimi films is they gave it its 30 minutes and then they moved on. And you they know, the, stopped. The more the more we were removed from the from the Raimi verse, the more time moves on. The more his choices are like vindicated, become, become vindicated, and are more geniusly subversive. Yeah, and that's just and so all of this is my my same old rant with. I think that it's all tied up on top of the meta aspect of it and the contracts. I also think that we made a decision to do adolescent Peter Parker until the end of time with this incarnation of the character. We sure did. I mean, literally the world moved on five years and he's still in high school. Literally. That's what happened in these stories. That's the exact device they went with. Well, how do you expect to pass AP chem if you're skipping class all the time to go save the world, Jake? Well, and that's uh, agreed, but at the same time, (laughs) I, yeah. And so whatever you know whatever is coming i don't i love tom holland in the role i'm not saying lose tom holland maybe send him to tom college Holland goes to college may you know like god forbid what if we let this character grow up a little bit uh, give me a movie about married spider-man trying to decide how to be a fan how to like take care of a family while also doing right for the world around him. Give me oh, that so you, relatable crap. So you mean the Superman and Lois show? So yeah, yes, there you go. Yes, right? Way to go. And, and I still got to jump on that one, but from what I hear, that's but that's just it. Like, yeah. Mm. As long as Marissa Tomei says Aunt May, then we're good. Yeah, and that's absolutely I don't, I love the cast here and I love what's been done to this point. I'm just saying. I just love Marissa Tomei. Let's move on. Let's 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 grow the character up literally, and let's give him his own agency back by getting him the crap out of high school. Absolutely. Yes, I think that's a good note to end on. There's a lot to like about this movie. It's Spider-Man. Like we're not gonna be hyped up. Good lord. Like you're all y'all are on the <laughs> internet. Spider-Man, duh. We love it. Yes, Spider-Man. 
So there's a lot to be excited about it, but also, you know, would it be a trailer reactions episode if we didn't have a few apprehensions that are either going to be unrequited or going to be misguided, you know, like there's, that's the fun of this whole thing, but Spider-Man it's happening. Jake, we're living in the Spider-Man zeitgeist, man. We are. And I, I love it. I, I remember being shocked and amazed that I was getting one Spider-Man movie in my and lifetime. The, and then that, and that, here like we are like 33 well. later. Yeah. I know. Right. Right. That I wasn't the only one who went to see it. And <laughs> yeah. So I, every one of them is a gift that I didn't expect. And uh, I will, I will absolutely just revel in my good fortune that they keep wanting to put the character on screen. And as long as they want to do it, I want to watch it here, here. Thank you so much, listeners, for jumping on board with this podcast. We are the Watching Comics, and it's been great to have you along. And if you dug this episode, we would love it if you gave us a rate and review on whatever pod platform you listen to us on. It helps people find us. It helps people. It helps us know that we're doing either well or not well. And if you do promise to do so, we will give you a lifetime supply of free high fives. Who can say no to that deal? But more importantly, we want to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter at Watch Comics Pod. That's comics with an X at Watch Comics Pod. And let us know what your takes are on Spider-Man Far From Home or Spider-Man No Way Home. If it's still, you know, socially acceptable for us to be talking about this movie, you know, a week after the trailer dropped. I don't know. We're about to find out. But anyway, we want to hear from you. Let us know what you think. This movie's coming at Christmas and we are stoked. So there's a lot to be excited about. And of course, shout out to the Geek Dad Podcast Network. It's a wonderful place to call home. Y'all, thank you. We will be coming at you next week with some more awesome stuff. We'll talk to you then. Thank you.